seeker. Welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum, we are now besties. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Awakening Her podcast. As always, it is my complete and total honor and obsession to be here with you. (laughs) I am so grateful that you're here listening to this, that we get to connect in this time and space, that I get to record this for you and share this Um, this light, this magic that comes through to help you to manifest what it is that you want to help you to create the life that you are meant for. Something I say all the time on this show and you guys that have been around the block, you're like, we know, we know, but you know what? I want to drill it into your mind, drill it into your cells. What you seek is seeking you. So those things that you desire, even if it's like superficial or, um, like tangible things, like you want new artwork or you want a new car, you want new clothes or you want a computer or whatever, everything that you desire is meant for you, including when you want to find love or you want to heal your body or you want to overcome something or heal trauma or, you know, move through something. If you desire it, it means it's there for you. Cause here's the thing, the human didn't come first. The source came first. So spirit, source, God, universe is pulling you toward your highest expression by giving you these desires. So you didn't just create these desires out of nowhere. They are for you. They are leading you there. I always love to say it's breadcrumbs. They're leading you to your highest expression. The universe as a whole, God, spirit is leading you there through these things that you yearn for. And then what we need to do is realize our pure potential as well as our ability to be deliberate creators, realize the law of attraction, realize, you know, that you're being led, your intuition, tapping into those soul desires that will lead you to a life beyond your wildest dreams. So I teach about manifestation, about the law of attraction, but I always, I take it much deeper because we can force manifest something. I can give you, or you can, you know, do the the ritual where you write something out seven 100 times that you want, or you every day repeat certain mantras and all that stuff. And you could even get really good at that and probably manifest some pretty awesome stuff. But if you keep force manifesting, or if you get taught and learn that type of trying to manipulate reality type of manifesting, there will always be in some ways, a cost to pay. You won't feel fulfilled inside. You might make 10 grand, but still be really insecure in your body. Or you might get that promotion, but every day be fearing it's going to be taken from you because you're insecure and you don't believe in yourself, right? We can manifest a partner, but then feel so uncomfortable, unable to receive love because we haven't looked at our own wounds. We haven't grown into ourself yet. So the way that I teach manifestation is yes, law of attraction. I'll teach you all the hacks all day, <laughs> all day. Um, but I also teach you how to 
activate who you authentically are because who you authentically are is magnetic. When you're being silly, when you're being wild, when you're being creative, when you're being limitless, when you're dreaming and you're going, oh, wouldn't it be cool to go to a retreat or host a retreat in this place? Or wouldn't it be cool to start my own art school? Or wouldn't it be cool to just travel all the way around the world, like doing whatever, getting paid, you know, making, making money, having fun, inspiring people. Wouldn't it be cool to write a book? Wouldn't that be neat? All of those things that you dream and desire are source pulling you there. And all of those things are in your vortex, in your energy field. They're meant for you. So as I say, we talk about law of attraction, we talk about how to create it, but we also talk about tuning into what you're meant for, which is where the soul comes in, where the intuition comes in, whispering, saying leap, go for it, right? It's pulling you toward these bigger things that your soul wants to experience, which is deep fulfillment, freedom, community, love, connection, abundance, confidence, feeling healed, feeling (laughs) whole-ish, I don't think we should strive for perfection, but you know, feeling good inside. That's what your soul wants. It wants you to express yourself. It wants you to show up and help others. It's leading you to higher ground. So on this show, we are uncovering and showing you how to activate and manifest the life that you are meant for. So I bring in three main keys and then a hundred thousand other Talia teachings, (laughs) but it's law of attraction intuitive development, listening to your inner guide, getting to know your inner guide and your soul's callings or your soul's desires. When we combine the law of attraction with intuition and soul, we truly have you step into that life that you're meant for that one of the fulfillment and the freedom and the abundance and the success and everything. And that's where we get to be in that place where people say things just flow easily to me. It doesn't mean there's not challenges. And in fact, we're diving deep into some of the work that a lot of us end up going into quantum leap. And this is something I saw for years before I was willing to go into it myself. And that's inner child work. And a lot of people would talk about that and be like, oh, once I started doing inner child work, my life just exploded. Like I just was able to heal these things. And I was always like, wow, that sounds really magical and really terrifying (laughs) at the same time. But in the last year, I've been able to you know, allow myself to dive a bit deeper personally and, um, go into the inner child work and then start to teach it in the program activated. So today we're going to dive all into inner child work. I'm really excited for that. Um, and so I just, in the, in the little intro here for any of you that are new, in addition, to all those things that I teach and my style of things, I'm also a channel. I'm an intuitive. So it's kind of like I speak to spirit spirit. I've been realizing lately When I work with people with voice memo support, so I have this 30 day voice memo support. If you're interested, check the link in the show notes. We're pretty full, but you know, people are always starting and stopping. And so, you know, usually within a month or two, we can work together. Um, but when I'm doing this voice memo support, there's so much channeling and there's so much direct guidance to people like all day, my beautiful clients that I've started to realize that how my gifts work is yes, I talk to spirit, but I don't go to spirit and ask necessarily a question and receive an answer. It's like spirit speaks through me. So as I'm speaking, I'm constantly, this is neat because I'd never really articulated it before, just before, like the other day, as I'm speaking, there's a guidance going to where to go. Um, and I see and know and feel into where to go when I'm speaking. But then also if I start saying something that's not true, like source true, I get the resistance of, nope, that's not right. Or that's not right for them, or that's not accurate. And then I realize I've sort of flipped into the human and I'm like, okay, right. Okay. What would you say about this? And kind of go back. So it's really neat. All of our gifts work differently. 
So when I show up on this podcast, when I show up with my clients, it's this complete blend of spirit and Talia. So when Talia is giving you tips and tricks and things, you know, stories from my life and different things I did, spirit's also guiding me to say these things, to say the right stories, to land in your ears or to land in your heart. Or for my client, it's like, I'll see that, like share this experience you had and I'll share it and they'll be like, oh my goodness, that really helped me. Right. So I'm always being guided by spirit, which we all are. It's just the way that I've turned my gifts into like, and how I help people is like this constant, like relaying what they think, relaying the perspective of source. And that's truly, I think, a big part of why I'm here is to speak on behalf of source, speak on behalf of spirit, have people see how this life experience actually works. And in that, Talia, the human, I don't claim to like know it all. I don't claim to have the right God or try to convince you of anything. I always say on these shows, if there's something that doesn't resonate or doesn't, you know, conflicts with your spiritual beliefs, just let it go. It's totally fine. I don't claim to know and, you know, see everything. I also am always curious to have conversations with people about their spiritual beliefs and about the way that they see things. And I'm always being expanded and see new aspects, right? So just know that if anything doesn't resonate with you when I talk about soul lives or, you know, the way spirit sees things, like just let it go. It's all good. Okay. So let's dive into inner child. And I really want to say with this, before we launch into the meat of it, um, In the program Activated, which at the time of recording, I'm launching it like within about a month. I think we start uh, July 7th, 8th, something like that, 2022. So if you're interested in getting into the next round of Activated, there's so many of you on the wait list. This may be the first time that I'm going to be like, it's sold out because there's so much interest. It is such an incredible program. We do dive deep into inner child work and there's trainings and workbooks and conversation and mentoring around that. Um, So it's a huge part of the program because the program is like the system of manifestation, what you need to do to not just create the things, but all this stuff I'm talking about, step into who you truly are into that magnetism, as I call it. And when you're in your true magnetic state in your whole authentic self, you just will manifest the things you've been desiring because they are making their way to you. You've desired them many times. You've thought about them many times. You've said, oh, I just want to whatever so many times, right? Those things all pull them toward you. And as you heal what is sort of in your way from manifesting those things, they get to pop in, right? So manifestation is a lot less about striving and wanting and going to get the money. It's like, how do I allow the money to come to me? How do I allow it into my experience more? And I know that that sounds backwards, but I see it as being real and going from someone who just in the last year has completely transformed my like bank account, like the the cash dollars is like, there's been a quantum leap. And I know with money, sometimes I just used to always think, but no, I got to go get it. No, I got to do this. And yes, I have programs, I have offerings, I have things that people pay me for. Of course, you need to create the portal, the channel to get there. However, it's been all because I've been healing myself and all this stuff we're going to talk about today. That's been the magnetism that you guys feel. That's been the thing, having people like on a wait list to work with me all of a sudden, because it's the inner work that you don't see. 
you see the outside, you feel the potency, but the inner work I've gone through to do with this inner child and the shadow work and all these things and exactly what I teach and activated, this work that I've done, the, the times I lean into love and I lean into feeling good even when I don't want to, even when I previously would have been triggered, when I'm willing to love myself through something, when I love myself even when I've been a dark cloud all day. When I put my hand on my heart and say, even though I've been totally off, I still love and accept myself. It's those types of things that actually allow manifestation to come to me versus me just like pitching endlessly and being like, work with me, work with me, work with me. Like that doesn't work, I think. <laughs> but when you become magnetic, people can't help but be magnetized to you, whether it's business or it's friendships, it's community, it's like resources you need, it's love, whatever it is. When you become magnetic, things get magnetized to you. So inner child was a huge part of this in the last year and why I decided to turn around and teach it and activate it as part of the formula because I can see how it's a missing piece that creates a lot of resistance in our lives that we can't hustle or force our way through. We can't just say high vibes only. We can't just try to be happy. We can't just try to get through this. We need to heal through it. As I said in previous episodes, I'd rather heal than hustle. Healing's hard. This stuff we're going to talk about today, like it's hard, but if you're willing to go there, it's not as hard as we may think. And just on the other side of the hard is the most freedom you've ever experienced and continued awareness that you can never undo something that is a tool that you will use the rest of your life when you learn this inner child stuff and the whole program activated. So the last thing I want to say on that before we move on to the entire episode is if it is calling to you, make sure you're on the wait list and know that we've already made a soul contract before our human selves met up. So if it truly, for those of you that it truly does feel right for that program or to work with me, just know that that's a soul level thing speaking and I am ready when you are my love. So for activated, um, get on the wait list. Registration will be opening soon. We start in July. It is epic. I've moved it from a six week program to an eight week program for extra support, the resources, the trainings, the intimate coaching sessions and, um, group calls are just incredible. I'm adding a ceremony into this round as well for that extra spiritual yumminess and just opening your channel. It's going to be an amazing time. And for those of you that are really busy over the summer, those of you that have kids or whatever, the way I've functioned this or the way I've set up this program is a trainings. The trainings are all released on one day and they're a video with slides and you get a workbook and all this stuff. And then we have a call a couple days later to dive into the content together, to get support, to ask, answer your questions and for me to expand a little bit more on the trainings. So the beautiful part about that is you can watch the trainings whenever you want. If you can join the group calls, it's always the best option. But if you can't, then you still get all of the trainings. You're not going to miss anything that way. And we will also have extra support in what I believe will be a WhatsApp thread. We'll just see when it comes, what feels right for the group. Um, and so if this does appeal to you, I encourage you to click through and um, get your cute little name on the wait list. Or if registration is open, jump in there if your soul speaking to you, because we only need the right people, the people that are really ready, the people that are like a full body fuck yes. Those are the people in the container that will light it up and we will support each other. So I will never try to convince people. I'm never going to try to overcome all your objections and get you in there. But if you know, you know, and if you know, I encourage you to leap and I can't wait to meet you and get to know you deeper.
Okay. So let's dive into inner child. So for a long time, I would hear about inner child and it always seemed like this, like deep and like specific. And it always was like a bit of a mystery. Like how do I access this magical world of this inner child healing? Kind of like the subconscious, right? Like how do I get there? It's kind of mysterious. But as I started diving in deeper, um, I realized that it's not that mysterious and I actually feel like it's incredibly logical. It's incredibly, um, sort of like studied and proven and, and to do with like the growth of the brain and the things you experience as a child and how that trauma carries forward with you and all these things, it makes perfect sense. And it kind of, to me is similar to shadow work. And I think that this is just me speaking. I haven't heard anyone say this. I don't know for all you inner child experts. I don't know if you would back me up on this, but it feels like inner child wounds, like create the shadow, like they really work hand in hand. And I advise you to, I advise you, (laughs) I, I suggest, I recommend consider diving into both if they call you because they're both incredibly potent. So the inner child and the inner child work, there is a part of you inside that didn't get their needs met. And this can happen through the, what people would say, the capital T traumas or the things that we, you know, especially old school used to think of as traumas. These were the things that were the only things considered traumas were like sexual abuse, physical abuse, like really severe abandonment, um, seeing something traumatic happen in front of you, you know, car accidents, whatever. I don't know the list, but you know, it'd be those types of things that people would say are traumatic. We now know, and I know in my heart and in my soul and reading energy, that trauma happens all the time. Every time we get disconnected from source, it is a form of trauma. Every time something happens and you learn someone said bad shit behind your back or something, you know, you did a presentation and fumbled it or forgot your lines on stage or whatever, all of these things are like mini traumas, right? But we also have bigger things that happen in our lives. And so when we look at our childhood, All of us experience trauma. One of my main forms of trauma uh, was bullying, and that's considered a secondary or a small T trauma. Um, but experiencing it firsthand, it fucked me up the rest of my life. (laughs) I was bullied several times starting, um, recently, as I've shared, I uncovered a memory of at five years old was the first time I was bullied. And from that occurrence had a concussion and was in the hospital, um, just probably overnight or whatever, but had a concussion. And I remember my mom couldn't let me fall asleep for very long. So I would sleep and be woken up and sleep and be woken up. Anyway, that, that gets stored in your cells. That lack of safety you experienced in these traumatic times get stored in your cells. Even scientifically that, you know, you go into fight or flight and your cortisol raises and your adrenaline raises and all of this. And they find that as your body does that with these severe moments of like being scared or being worried or just terrified or whatever it is, shocked or something, um, it lingers in your nervous system. So I was first bullied at five and then I was bullied again when I was about, I think it was like grade three, something like that, three or four. And that was for being fat. That was somebody called me fat at the drinking fountain in front of everybody else. And everybody laughed. And I remember that was the point of separation between me and my body. The time when I all of a sudden realized like, oh my God, like I'm not enough. Cause I was just a free kid. I was a free spirit. I was funny. I had fun. I grew up in a really small community. So we had all nature. I lived on five acres. It was just like climbing trees all day and picking carrots out of the garden and just 
chasing butterflies in whatever country kids did. I had a lot of bee stings. I remember when I moved to the city and people were like, oh, bee stings. I'm like, girl, I got seven last year just stepping on bees. <laughs> so I was always outside in the country. I don't know if I'd say the same now. Now I'm like, oh, bees. Um, <laughs> but I, um, it was that moment of realizing that I was not good enough and that maybe my body should be like somebody else's body and looked around and went like, wow, there's lots of kids that are skinny or just whatever. And I wasn't even that big of a kid, not that it even matters, but it's just funny how, or not even funny, interesting, sad. Um, but also we can have compassion for a kid experiencing that. And there's a moment of what I say, separation. That's how a course in miracles describes it. It's like, we have these moments of separation from source. We are all of a sudden separate. We are all of a sudden not good. Source only sees you in love and perfection. Source looks at your roles as healthy or what your stretch marks as experience. It's all whole and complete in the eyes of source. So if you think anything else of yourself, it's disconnection from source. It doesn't mean you're disconnected or your spiritual connection is weak. It just means you believe something different than what the truth is, the what source sees of you, what your spirit guides see of you. No spirit guides are like, wow, you're getting chubby. Never, ever, ever, ever. They're going, enjoy yourself. And also we will be whispering health at you. So to continue to drink water and eat your veggies and fruits, don't harm yourself, but go enjoy life. They're not telling you you have to be 120 pounds ever. So, and I'm just talking about the body. It goes the same for everything else. They're not telling you you have to have a certain PhD. They're not telling you that you should look different or, um, you know, be anything other than what you are. They're not telling you to be an accountant because it's a smart thing versus the painter that you want to be. They're not telling you to be anything other than you. Spirit, source, universe, your spirit team is always encouraging you to be you. So when we have these ideas that we are not enough, usually almost always fed to us from somewhere. Somebody says it. For me, it was the bullying. And it started this ripple effect. And then I was insecure with my body. I remember when I was very young asking my mom about, this is kind of disturbing. I've shared this a couple times on the show, but... I remember asking my mom if I like cut the fat off my, off my stomach, would it grow back? And I could see the look on her face of how horrified she was to have her like, I don't know, eight-year-old, seven-year-old daughter asking her this. And I remember kind of like being aware of her expression, like, whoa, what did I say? But she was like, wow, like you could die. Like that's, that's horrible. Like you can't do that kind of thing. And I was like, no, no, no. But just like, if I did, would it grow back? And like, I wasn't going to, it was just this, how do I get this off of my body? I remember those thoughts and I wasn't actually going to take scissors and do that, but it's just insane to think that that bullying caused that separation. And it also caused a fight or flight reaction in my nervous system. And they've proven, um, in psychology and had lots of studies around how, when you get, when you experience trauma, a part of your growth usually stunts and the bigger the trauma, the more can stunt. Like for example, and I say this with complete sensitivity because I have so many clients that have been through so many things, um, including sexual assaults and lots of abuse. So I say this with like a really warm heart. Um, but somebody could be say sexually abused when they were young 
And maybe the part of them that feels safe can get stunted or that is able to allow in intimacy could get stunted or allow in love or their connection with men or women or whoever was the abuser, that type of thing. There can be an area and there is an area of your life that gets stunted, understandably. Also, the thing to really realize and something I always make sure everybody knows when I talk about this is I don't hear a lot of other people talking about it specifically like this. But I believe the understanding to go like I was a kid, I couldn't have done anything other than create this coping strategy or this protection or this belief. Like you just couldn't have, you were a child. You didn't know about inner child healing when you were a child, right? And so let's have compassion for where, how far you've come with these wounds and with this stuff that you're carrying. It's incredible that you've been able to do so much in your life with this child that may be unhealed within you. So when a, the child in you experiences trauma, and it could be, I, I just want to make sure that it, this is understood. It could be like, I remember one time we were at like the fair and I was holding my mom's hand and then all of a sudden I wasn't holding her hand and I looked around and I like panicked because it was so busy. And all of a sudden I was like little without my mom. And I felt like I was going to like die, like fight or flight kicks in when you're a child, when you're that young, your main priorities are like safety, security. And it was like unsafe, unsafe. Whereas now at 38, if I was walking with my mom and lost her in a crowd, I would just like be like, mom, you know, I'd look around. Oh, I'll just stay here and she'll make her way back. Maybe she went to the washroom. Like I would be chill. But as a, as a kid, we literally look at this like I might die. I am unsafe now. So these things happen that are traumatic, whether they're huge or not. And I feel the need to say this because I carried um, almost like a backward shame that I used to say, like, how can I talk about trauma or um, what it takes to move through things if I've never been sexually abused? And I don't think I have been um, in any memories that I have. Um, and I don't know why I always thought that, but it was almost like it's not valid unless it was that. And I want to say that no matter what you've been through, whether it felt like whether it to the outside world was huge or small, whether it was like horrific where people are like, oh my God, or it was like, oh wow, that really affected you. Hey, like no matter what it affected you. And I want to give you the recognition and the acknowledgement for what you've been through. And there is an inner child inside that is still deeply affected. So moving on, we experience these things, right? These traumas, uh, there's a moment in time where we disconnect from source and we all of a sudden believe that we are not worthy. We are disgusting. We are unlovable. We are, you know, not good for anything. We are too fat. We are too, um, whatever. I had a client that was, um, she was, uh, she was Chinese and she was made fun of for, you know, her race very young. And so she believed she wasn't white enough because she lived in, you know, an area of dominantly Caucasian people. So it could be really anything. And especially with genders, you could maybe feel like you didn't fit in as a girl or as a boy and you got made fun of for wearing different clothes or whatever it is, right? There's these moments that change us forever. My husband is colorblind and he had a moment when he was a kid that he remembers where he stuck up his hand and I guess the teacher had asked what color a tree was or something. And he said, orange, I think for the, for the leaves and the whole class laughed at him. And the teacher was like, that's silly. Like it's not orange, obviously like that is wrong. And he said that she even made the point to say like, okay, you guys like, don't, that's not, that's not right. How Phil answered that. That's wrong. And he just felt so ashamed because they didn't know he was colorblind at that point. Nobody knew yet. He was pretty young. 
And that stuck with them, right? So there's these things we experience that stick with us and they affect our nervous system and they separate us from source. So unless we heal, and you don't have to go back and heal every tiny thing. And I don't know if that thing with the colorblind has affected my husband in the grand scheme of his life. I, you know, I don't know. I feel like he's not colorblind insecure, but sometimes who knows, right? The fear of speaking up, or I don't know, that's not really his flavor, but you know, we don't always have to go back and heal all these little things and figure out how all of these things affected us. But there's a few big things that you have been through that there's a part of you inside that is still feeling unheard, unseen, and without their needs met. So now I'm going to fast forward into the present day and how this stuff shows up in our life. So when you have an inner child that is unhealed, which is most of us, and I don't even say, I say healed, but also integrated because we don't try to get them to go anywhere. We don't heal them. So they'll leave. We integrate them into our life. We say, I see you, right? And I'm going to get to how to do this, but we bring them into our life, not get rid of them, not try to get rid of this inner child who's wounded. Would you do that to a kid who's literally crying and wounded in front of you? No, you come, you say, come here. I love you. Right. And again, we'll get to this, but how all of this shows up in your everyday life is your triggers. The things that set you off, the things that piss you off, even the chronic feelings of overwhelm, of irritation, of frustration, the tendency to not meet your needs, the tendency to not have boundaries, the tendency to not have confidence, to not speak up or really go for what you want or believe you're worthy of love or love your body or believe in your own strength or believe that it's safe. There's many, 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 many ways that the inner child shows up in our life. And the good news is, and I teach this in Activated and I teach how to heal. We go through the whole thing. But I do believe that we don't have to go back and heal all these things, but we do have to notice the dominant things that start to come up in our life. And we do need to start to become aware of these things, right? But you're a seeker on the path. You would not be listening to this show if you weren't meant for massive transformation and you didn't sign a soul contract of big things and big healings and creation in this lifetime. That just is what you're here for. So you're ready for this stuff. So we need to start being aware of the dominant things that come up. And sometimes depending on how much work you've done or work like this that you've done, it starts with noticing how you're feeling and really throughout the day going like, how do I feel? How do I feel? How do I feel? And if you get triggered by something, it's like, what was that about? Right. And this is kind of self-development 101, but if you haven't been doing this, it's really important. Like, what was that about? Right. Maybe your husband said something or a friend said something or a client doesn't show and it really frustrates you. And it's like, what the hell? That's so disrespectful. And I mean, hopefully you're not saying that to the client, but to yourself, you're just set right off. And maybe you're even complaining to someone else about it and going like, and they didn't even show up and how disrespectful. There's a moment where we go, okay, stop for a second. Yes. Showing up is not cool. Right. But why am I reacting so much? Why isn't my first thought like, Oh, I hope they're okay. Or, um, you know, that happens sometimes I'll reach out. I'm sure we can reschedule. I'll use this extra time to write my book or to clean my office or to, you know, take a walk. Like, why was that not your first reaction? Why was the first reaction to be like, what the hell? She doesn't value my time or, you know, I'm going to cut them out as a client. So we start to notice the times when we have triggers and the first thing that we want to do when this is brand new, for some of you that this stuff is brand new, is the ego goes, well, it's true, right? 
So that's the thing we always have to just realize. The ego's always going to go like, but it's true, right? If we're like really triggered because a bill comes and we realize that we have like barely enough money and all of a sudden it sends us into like an emotional spiral and we're like saying to our spouse or a friend, we're like, you know, I'm sick of this and I'm never here. I'm always here again and all this stuff. Why wasn't your first reaction like, oh man, okay, life, I'm just going to roll with this. Like help me out spirit team or somehow I'll find a way. It's okay. We've got this. Good thing I'm getting hella rich hella soon. You know, why was that not your first reaction? The first reaction was lack and fear and freaking out, right? So these are the times. And even if it's traffic, even if it's like you're busy, 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 and you're finding yourself more and more irritated, what is it? And your ego will go, well, you're busy. It's true. You're allowed to be irritated or it's true. Showing up isn't, you know, someone not showing up isn't cool. It's true. I know it's true, but you're never, you're never going to get anywhere in that mindset. That's not the mindset of source or possibility. We start, we want to start to be aware of when things are coming up, what the story is underneath it. So say with the money, you freak out or you're feeling, and this has been me many times, but you know, you're, you're freaking out because you get this bill and it's like, fuck, I'm just frustrated with this and blah, blah, blah. If you go, okay, what's going on here? Well, I'm frustrated. I got this bill. I'm frustrated. I got this bill. Okay. What else? Well, I don't have the money to pay for it. Okay. So I'm frustrated that I don't have the money to pay for this bill. Okay. What else? Well, it just feels so irritating because I always seem to be back here. Okay. You always seem to be back into this financial position. That's what's frustrating you. Yes. What else? Well, it's just annoying because no matter how hard I try, I feel like I can never get ahead. Okay. So no matter how hard you try, you can never get ahead. What else? <laughs> like literally we keep going, what else? And it's like, okay, well, I just feel like nothing I do is ever enough. And there we go. We start getting closer. So maybe in this certain situation, this person feels not enough. They feel like no matter what they do is not enough. And then if I ask them, when do you remember feeling that as a child? Or when was the earliest time you remember feeling that? Or when was a time in your life you remember feeling this? And if I say a time, they might be like, oh, in my last marriage. And I'll be like, okay, what about before that? Is there a time earlier? And if we can get somewhere that is between the ages zero to seven, or even to be generous, zero to like 11, if we can kind of start to pinpoint a time when you were a kid and you felt like this, okay, so you know what, when I was a kid, my mom was never around and I would try to clean up the house to like impress her and she'd come home stressed and she'd come home work stressed and she wouldn't even notice that I cleaned up. And I just felt like no matter what I do, it didn't make her feel any better. And we go, there we go. And you, once you nail one that you go, wow, crazy, that does actually feel true. There may have been something earlier. If it was in a memory when you were 15 or 12, there may be something earlier, but that's okay. You found one and you don't need to keep going back. You, If you don't experience healing by going through the inner child with that one, you could ask yourself, was there one earlier than that? But nailing one when you were a child will often just help you heal it, whether it was the actual original or not. But if that was the circumstance with that client, I'm, I'm just like making this up, but this is typical of how the inner child goes. Um, then I would go, okay, so what did that feel like? And then with tools and support safely, especially if you're going into traumatic situations like abuse, I actually feel the extreme need to disclaimer at this point. I am just showing you and informing you and, um, shedding light on what inner child healing is. If you have experienced really big traumas, 
be responsible for your journey and your recovery and don't go into something without feeling safe, without being helped and supported and guided. Or at least if you've done this work many times and you know that you can do this, you know, without someone there, I trust in you. I'm not saying right now to go back to the scene and you're driving and I'm not going to take you somewhere that we can't safely move you through. So I'm just sharing with you how this works, right? So I would say to that person, like, what was that like on that day? And they would say like, I just remember like, I was so happy because she was going to come home and I just thought she would feel so good because the house was clean and she came in and blah, blah, blah. She didn't really notice, you know, um, I felt ignored and I'd be like, okay, what, what did you feel there? Let's go to that child. Well, I felt ignored. And I just remember I went to my room and I cried and we just kind of sit in that moment and go, okay. And sometimes this is the part that's hard when people say it's the deep work. This is the exact part that is the deep work. That's hard to be in to be as this child that had just been bullied or had just been emotionally neglected or had been abused. That is hard. And that's why I say it's so important to be with support whenever possible, or especially for those really big things that you haven't yet addressed. Um, but this is the place where we go, okay. And we bring up that inner child in our mind's eye, or we, you know, go through a process to activate her, which I do inactivated. We, there's actually a whole uh, meditation, subconscious reprogramming, um, track to guide you through that. Um, but we bring her up and we see her and we say, what's going on? Like, I can't imagine what this must be like for you. What are you going through? Are you okay? And we see what she has to say to us and we hear her and we say, Oh my goodness, sweetie, I can't believe you've had to go through that. No, it's not your fault. She's so stressed with money and she's in her own world, but what you did was beautiful. It doesn't mean that it's not worth it. It means that it shows you're a generous, loving person and it shows that you want to help people. And what a great, amazing daughter you are. And we start actually doing something called sacred parenting. And we start parenting ourselves in what we needed in that moment. And we start rewriting these systemic beliefs that we're not good enough, that we're not worthy. And so zooming out now and seeing the, the scope of it, so things happen as a child that instill a belief that no matter what I do doesn't make a difference or doesn't matter, or I am not worthy, or my body is shameful, it should be something different, or I myself are not worth much, um, or I can't trust myself. You know, there's lots of different things we pick up. Then it shows up in our everyday life. So we start to become really aware of what sh is showing up. And I was, I remember I was in, I took a personal development course called Landmark um, in sort of, sort of the beginning of my journey. I mean, I've been in personal development a long time, but it's a pretty intensive sort of program. And I remember being in that and realizing what one of my, my main narrative is, which is what I'm saying, like in your everyday life, when you kind of react to something and go, what's going on. And I realized the story of I am unsupported, but it's actually more like nobody gives a shit about me. Fuck this. I'm on my own. Like that's kind of the whole sentence. And I noticed it. And I was like, wow, that really is huge. And I'm not going to share the whole journey because it's an intimate one, but also it would be a whole episode <laughs> or more. Um, but I started recognizing that it comes up everywhere in my life. If I'm irritated with my husband or like he didn't do the dishes or something, I get, you know, not every time, but if I'm, if it's wounded and it's coming through, it's like, I get irritated and I'm kind of like, what's that about? And it's like, well, you know, like nobody cares about me. I'm just going to do the dishes, whatever. But then I look at it logically and I'm like, he's been with the kids all day. He's been running around from ballet to this, to that. Like he's an amazing dad. He always pulls his weight. Like my logical mind is like, 
you just do the dishes. Like it's okay. It's not like it's at you. He's an amazing soulmate and partner. And he was clearly busy all day with kids. Like it's okay. But the inside of me goes like, nobody cares about me. Fuck it. I'm on my own. (laughs) And that came from childhood. That came from many different things. That wasn't primarily from the bullying, although there's more than one story that we carry. But when I really saw that, I witnessed it everywhere. I witnessed when I was triggered. I witnessed when clients used to reach out to me and I just see a message from someone and inside I'd have this like feeling of dread. And I felt like they were going to write me and say, this is awful. I want my money back. I'm out of here or something. And every time I'm like, Oh, let's see what they have to say. <sighs> and I started noticing, I'm like, what's that? These are incredible people and they never say that. So what's that? And I'm like, it's this feeling of like, I'm alone. They're going to leave me. I'm on my own, not letting people in, not receiving their love. And since I've gone to work on a lot of these things, I notice this is the beauty of the inner child work is your automatic reactions change. And now my, I'm not perfect. I have triggers every single day, but my automatic reaction, if a client leaves a message or I get an email is like, Ooh, neat. They're emailing me like, thanks for your time. I don't even think of it anymore like that. So there's these things that happen that we start to notice when we're triggered in life, when we assume the worst, when we call ourselves stupid, when we say that was a dumb thing to do, or we get down on ourselves, or we get really angry or, you know, irritated in life. And again, the ego will always say, yeah, but, but him doing the dishes, he is dumping it on you. And it's like, well, no, no, that's a lot of story, right? So the ego will try to be like, but it's true. But your heart has to be like, but I don't want to believe this. I don't want to lean into this. I don't want to be triggered all day. No matter how true it is, wouldn't you rather be the person that other people can do their life and you float through them rather than having to judge and critique and be affected by them and your happiness is affected by what they do? Do you want to be the person that their, your happiness is affected by what other people do ultimately? Your joy is determined on how joyful your partner or your friend or your clients or your colleagues are. You don't want your coworkers that are grumpy to rub off on you and really take you out of your joy. But when they do, it's because there's a part of you that is easily taken out of your joy anyway. And as we start to heal that, we start taking the power back and realizing that as we heal, the joy comes from within the okayness, the source energy, the power, the confidence that we just get to be enough because we exist. It's not about our body anymore or about our worthiness or about how this or that we are, how much money we make. It's like we get to be worthy because we're a child of the universe, because you're a droplet of source in this sea of all these other droplets that are source. You're living a magical experience. This this experience is magical. And when it's not magical, it's just because there's parts of us that are not yet integrated. So inner child healing and the way that I teach inner child healing is that this is the thing preventing you from manifesting what you want. Because when we are reactive, we also play small. We also put more sort of bad energy out there, even if it's just in our own home going like, oh, I'm so frustrated, right? Which I witness myself doing this all the time. But all of those crunchy vibes don't help us to create the life that we want. And in fact, muddy up our channel. 
we're not a clear channel, when we're thinking we're not good enough, when we're mad at the neighbor, when we're pissed off about our insurance rates and we're, you know, reacting to the world. So we start to, instead of just trying to stop reacting and of instead of just trying to attack the symptom and be like, I'm just not going to react. I'm just going to be high vibe. I'm just going to say more words of affirmation. I'm just going to believe I'm abundant. I'm just going to stop caring and know that if he doesn't do the dishes, he still loves me. Yeah. Good luck. Until you heal the part of you that is reacting because it's a subconscious reaction. So inactivated after the inner child healing, we move into subconscious reprogramming because once you notice what the narrative is underneath of not fitting in or not being enough or not feeling good, once you notice that we start to reprogram it and we start to use the tools of conscious awareness. We ask for spirits help and we move through the process of reprogramming the shit we picked up when we were kids. And this allows you to manifest at such a higher level because you just are magnetism, because you have an open channel, because you're no longer needing to react to the things that happen to you. You realize that even if you had horrific abuse, you are innately worthy and beautiful and you can make it through. You can also honor how hard it's been and what you've been through and give yourself self-compassion and holy shit, how have you come so far with what you've been through? It's actually a miracle that you've healed this. It's actually a miracle that you keep moving through even with the shit you've been through. So you can start to move into that because when your inner child is healed, you have space to love yourself. You have space to be compassionate to yourself because you're no longer bombarded with not good enough, bombarded with it's unsafe to love. It's unsafe to trust. It's unsafe to show up as who I am. I might get bullied. I might get made fun of. I might get thrown in the discarded category. But when you love yourself and you find that source within and you love these parts of you that believe these things, you get to be free of them. And you get to clearly see that that person had their own wound they were reacting from. And you don't just hear that and go, yeah, yeah, I know. But you get to know it because you start to heal your wounds. So you start to see other people's wounds showing up. And so now... If someone's going to attack me or say I'm this or that or whatever it is, I honestly am in this place of like, I send you so much love that you feel the need to attack me or you feel the need to yell at me in traffic or cut me down for the message I speak out into the world. Like I just send you love because you need it and we all need it. And I see that it's the inner child in you reacting. I'm not going to go telling people that like, that's just your inner child. I'm good. But really though, we are all walking around reactions. And what people say about people and what people's perception of people are, it's all of our wounds walking around all the time, reacting to everybody else's wounds. So if you want a chance at a clear channel life, at a life where you actually step into your full potential and your beauty and your worthiness and your knowing of your ability to create miracles, whether the miracle is manifesting a million dollar home or a successful business or finding the love of your life or getting pregnant when you haven't been able to, or healing a chronic condition that doctors tell you you can't heal or all of these things, it's going to come from you healing those parts of you that believe it. The parts of you that don't quite 100% know your magic. 
And inner child healing has been so powerful for this because here's the last thing I'm going to say. I've been someone that I feel like since I've been out of the womb, but truly the last, like actually the last like 20 years or so, which that's, (laughs) I've not been out of the womb 20 years, (laughs) add another almost 20. Um, but I, for a long time, I go expansive. I, my, in my interest, my passion, my gifts are all in the quantum and they're huge and their souls and they're this and their intuition. It's all big. So I've developed the big and there's many more to, there's many more levels to go. There's much more to uncover, more gifts to tap into hundred percent. I will be out in the cosmos until the day I die and then beyond, because then I get to really be in the cosmos. Um, but I, I'm good. I, I feel at home in the expansiveness, but in that journey, I've neglected the human, the human Talia that has a body that has a brain that has a subconscious that experienced bad things or hard things. And so we can't just take these hard things we've learned and be like, well, if I pray more, or if I, um, if I manifest more, if I can just keep manifesting money, right? It's like, well, no, because without the worthiness deep down, the money is going to be hard and you're not gonna be able to hold on to it. And it's not going to bring you joy. The partner, it's going to be hard to get. And then you're not going to be able to fully give yourself or hold on to it or feel fulfilled until you feel fulfilled inside before. So if you're someone that usually goes big and has sort of neglected the inner and the human journey, that is going to be the piece that unlocks manifestation for you. Like it did for me. It was so wild to be like, Oh, that's all I was missing. Like it wasn't easy. And it took my big girl pants and it took a lot of emotional journey and being, I was mentored or, and, or read books and listened to podcasts and went on my own journey with it. It wasn't easy, but within a couple months, I was literally feeling so much lighter. And then there was like the income started coming in easier and the ideas and my intuition went up like 17 more notches. And it's like, yes, yes, yes. Because I'm clearing the channel. I am naturally whole. I'm naturally complete. I'm naturally magnetic. And anything that tells me any different has got to be healed and integrated and released in a lot of ways, right? Those beliefs released and reprogrammed so that you truly can manifest what you're worthy of, which is all of it. All the millions or all the opportunities or all the joyful beach days, all of the things and the experiences and the states of being that you could ever imagine are meant for you. And they're on the other side of healing these parts of you. So I hope that today I did a good job of explaining what inner child healing is, the way that I teach it, the way that I perceive it, the way that I've used it to heal my life. There's lots of other beautiful inner child people. Like I don't, this isn't my specialty. It's just been something that has really transformed my life, but there's lots of beautiful people that do this and have their style and their way. And it's such a beautiful modality of healing. So if this interests you um, to take part in it in activated, make sure, as I said, to get on that wait list, get in the program. It's so epic and freeing and activating and elevating and quantum leaping. It's such an incredible program. I'm so proud of. And I hope that this episode all about inner child healing really helped you to see how inner child healing and manifestation come hand in hand and how you can safely heal what you've been through, through love and compassion. And we don't need to talk about the wound forever and you don't need to dwell in the wound and, you know, be in it for long, but acknowledging it and acknowledging that version of you that experienced it and letting her speak and letting her be seen and letting her be heard and letting her have her needs met that were not met at the time will free you. 
So I can't wait to see you in activated or see you around on Instagram. Come find me at Talia joy manifestation. I really hope that this episode resonated with you. And as always, I love to hear your takeaways, screenshots, share them to Instagram, tag me or send me DMS. I just love connecting with you and feeling your light. So thank you so much for tuning in today and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I want you to take a second to put your hand on your heart and maybe even take a deep breath and take in everything that was talked about today that resonated with you. Invite it into your cells, invite it into your mind and into your energy as you upgrade your life. It was a pleasure connecting with you in this episode. If you want more, come find me on Instagram at Talia Joy Manifestation and I'll see you in the next episode. Sending you so much love.